Good morning, Rabboi Sai. Ah, all right. Listen, we're here in Los Angeles. What, what's this neighborhood called over here? Pico Robertson. We're in the lighthouse, and we want to thank Rabbi Saidian, yeah, Chaim, Chaim, for hosting us. Beautiful place. Very, very cool. There's very retro. There's guitars on the wall, TVs in the background. It's a Gishmaka place. The beautiful view of, of LA, but it's a little bit too hot to go outside, but this room is gorgeous. All right. Lilu Nishma Asimi Merosi Ruspas Mordechai. Today's year is sponsored by Mordechai Zepaznik. Lezeich Nishma Zer Shimshon. Harav Shimshon Chaim Ben Rav Nachman Michoel Zeicher Tzadik Kodesh Levrocha. By the way, you know, Nachman Seltzer wrote a, a famous sefer. Uh, Zer Shimshon, he translated it into English and everything. Uziar says the Shabbos, Vavelul, everyone should try to learn some Zer Shimshon. Shabbos, Zeich Nishma Zer Shimshon, Zer Shimshon's Torah is made available to over Nachman Seltzer. Oh, this beautiful Zer Shimshon English edition made the Zer Shimshon be made the Zer of Faisal. I wonder if this is Yisrael Shalitsky. He's big into these yard sites, but I'm just guessing. But uh, if somebody else, I hope you're not insulted. By Yisrael Goldstein, who I met his brother yesterday. Menachem Mendel, no? What was his brother's name? In memory of my late mother, Chano Yento Basr of Nisan Akoyen, by Chaim and Hindi Snow, the famous Chaim Snow, the videographer of Ushleimet Yechil Mechel Ben Shainole, who's having surgery. By the, I need the sun, please. Shkoyach. Rav Ushleimet Faliza Tova Basesta Gruna, daughter and sister cancer patient now diagnosed with COVID 19. And sponsored by the Crown Heights Division of MDY. A new member of our Chabura that is Nida Rachmi Shemaim, Shimon Ben Alice. May the Schus of our learning bring him a refuel Shemaim, Bekar Mamish. He should have a long, healthy life with his wonderful family. Amen. Go Crown Heights. And by Israel Harman for, for my mother's second yard site, Sora Bas Oshazelik, Parents of Chodesh. Officially, this ended, but it's by Michael Bemela, memory of his brother, the Borofegabash Shmuel, and father in law, Menachem Mendel Ben Elchanan, and in the merit to make it to Umar of Shoshana this year. All right. Rabbi Sai, it's been a tremendous pleasure to be here in Los Angeles. Last time I was here was 20 years ago. I hope to be back a little sooner than that. But it's mamish, it's a Kiddush Hashem, such achtus, we have chasidim in the room, we have litvaks, we have a lot of svardim, ashkenazim, all sorts of people. This we have to probably put down over here. Okay, yeah, it's much better. We'll do it like this. Okay, I think it's better. Great. So, I want to sh- thank Shlomo, the Lazarian. Shkoyach for waking up early again and bringing me to Shul. Shkoyach for setting this thing up. Last minute on the way home, what, it was 12 in the morning. He said, you know, let's do another shir, maybe live, maybe in the hotel room. He said, no, I have the perfect place. So Shkoyach, Reb Shlomo. Um, a couple of emails here, maybe more than a couple. Yisrael, Ausfresser. Uh, thank you, Reb Eli, all your efforts. Mazel tov, da, da, da. I was thinking of an idea. My dream was to join Yachikala program learning in Yisrael for a week, but unfortunately it never materialized. 
maybe we can we can do a MDY Archikala. The will improve our winter vacation timeline. This will give the MDY Mishpacha to come together all around the world. I'm sure the challenge would be to find a big enough venue to host MDY, but it would be a great problem to have. Thanks, Israel Officers. Just yesterday, somebody was saying that they wanted to do a Shabbaton in New York. And some of the guys in Los Angeles said, we'll fly out there. So there's another idea. Some sort of Yachikal in Israel. Before Shlemer for Tinoik Ben Sarah. The other day, you said the Chazinish used to say when the Esrik starts changing colors, it's a good sign. It reminded me of a story. When I was a young boy in Chaim Berlin, the Rebbe there, she was, oh. So my older brother, Tzvi Yugudayev, I wonder if I know him. I remember a name like that in Chaim Berlin. Won the top prize, which was a Shas, Rav Pamzatzal, gave him a bracha that a Shas should be worn out, torn with torn pages. And he didn't understand the bracha for 25 plus years, but now he does. By the way, I love this year. Recruited a bunch of my friends this year who are enjoying the year very much. Michal Yugodayev. Um, this is a long one. Let's see if I could skip around there a little bit. By Moshe Handler. Mazatov, da da da. Been doing Dafiyami for many years. Ditsima Shas, Chasidish Rebbe from Shalim participated, and he felt that he doesn't have 100% clearness in the many sugyas. Dafiyami was the lifeline, especially since I have a very hard time Parnasa, da 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 da, paycheck, paycheck. Um, he went to another shir, I'm not going to mention the name. Though I enjoyed it, I hate to say I was tired and often fell asleep 20 minutes into the shir. I never. Re- ever fall asleep during your shir. My life has changed when I discovered your shir shortly after reading a story which you mentioned in the Nachman Seltzer book. I was his roommate in Torah R. Nachman Seltzer, I hope he's not watching this because he says over here that Nachman Seltzer used to pinch his ear in the middle of the night because he snored too loud. And then later on, Hashem paid him back because Nachman Seltzer's wife pinches his ear when he snores too loud. I'm a very colorful person. Yeah, no, no, no joke. In certain ways, I'm a typical Lutvish, but yet, lovely chassid, love my Chassid Sharabay and told us Avram Yitzchak, Spinka, da da da, Karla Bach, Ramesh Weinberger, Slanim, Majus Naginim. Kitzer, I attended the Sherebrach, spoke to me, got a picture. It was in Lakewood also. It's eight years since last in Israel. Tachlis, what's the Tachlis here? Where's all the covet stuff? Oh. You brought back people from the dumps. People had no interest in learning and some, someone with suicidal thoughts. Just because you're a real estate clean-shaving guy with multicolored polka dot sacks doesn't mean you're not chashev. You're very prestigious. He's mad at me. I didn't want to give him a bracha. How come I didn't give him a bracha? As a matter of fact, your shear is bigger than Rebosharieli's. Okay, shkoyach. I ask you to please read this in the next time. Give me a bracha that I requested. Please be able to do the, oh, what's his bracha? He wants to be able to go to Israel soon for a nice trip. I'm adding also requests for bracha of nachas from all my children. Long life and good health and pranasa b'revach for all my family. Rebelli, you should have only simcha nachas from your whole family. Your shir should continue to grow and grow until you daily follow and be in the tens of thousands. You should continue well into the three digits best health and prosperity. You are very choshev and roy to give brachas big time. Ah, your devoted family member of MDY, your fan, Moshe H. Okay, so listen. I don't give brachas, but since he gave me a bracha, he gave me a beautiful bracha, which to have tens of thousands of talmidim. So all the stuff that you wrote about, that you should have nachas from your children, what else? I'm just giving right back, like one balabas to the next. 
Parnosot, Parnosot Berevach, and he should make it to Yisrael, and Nachas Yisrael, children, Amen, Ken Yirotzer. But no, I don't give brachas. I can give bracha like anybody else can give bracha. How do I know? Because I tried. I gave a few people brachas. It did not work. It's garnished. Nothing. Just like everybody else. Trust me. Yes. Okay, we'll, we'll try it out. Every, every year I'll try it out once, twice, and we'll see. All right. Rabbi side today is Daf Lamed Zayin. And we're smack in the middle of a sugyo where, you know what, we could just go over real quickly maybe. Rava says that you could use, in order to tie the lulav together with the adas and the ravas, you could use any material that's part of the palm tree. Even sieve, adekel, little strings that grow, nothing to do with the lulav. They don't look like a lulav, they're dark brown, we had it yesterday. And how does he know it? He says this very interesting Kavachaymer, a very rare kind of Kavachaymer. says that the Dalad Minim, you can only take the Dalad Minim during the daytime. You, you don't do Dalad Minim, you don't shake a lulav at night. But the Sukkah is a mitzvah, they're right, they sleep in the Sukkah at night. Very Choshev, Lubavitcher and Gaman just gave me from the, the sources why Lubavitcher don't sleep. I'm going to look it over in the plane. I really, I really want to know the sources. I know the main sources. That the Rebbe, the Rebbe didn't do it, and he got it from the Friedrich Rebbe, etc. But I want to know the reason. Fine, I'm Litvak. I need to know reasons. So he gave me some reason. I'm going to look it over. Anyway, so he wants to bring a raya that you could take a lulav with the, with the Aravas and Adasim and wrap it with Sivadeka. And you hear this Kavachoymer. If you could only use the Dalad Minim during the daytime, and it's only Dalad Minim, so, so should only be available with the Dalad Minim. You'd have to put palm trees on the top of the sukkah. You'd have to put a Sroigim. Yesterday I said a Sroigim mistake. Not a Sroigim, but a Sroigim branches because the Sroigim are fruit. Tysus points out fruit is Mikabal Toma. You would never be able to use an Esrig itself. You could use a Dasim, you could use a Ravas. Great. So that's what we're holding. Amrulai, two lines from the bottom. Amrulai, kol din. This kavachomer is not very good. Why? Kol din shata don tchilas lachem b'soif lahakel. If it's a kavachomer that's going to bring a kula, what's the kula? Einoid din. Why is it a kula? Because listen, if I tell you that the only way you could do schach is with a lulav, so what if you don't have a lulavim? What if you don't have enough isragim for schach? So you're not going to be in a sukkah. What happens? That's a kula. It's going to create a problem. Top of Bottle. What you're not going to sit in the sukkah You have to sit in the sukkah seven days. Sukkah shall call the extra Teach us that you can make schach from anything. In other words, tamakalutuma grows in the ground. There's another mafurish apostle that says, Suahar, go out to the mountains. Go bring me some olive wood. Some some uh, some leaves from the olives from Shemen Valley Hadas and leaves from Hadas Valley Tamarim and dates Valley Itzavos and some Lulavim, which is basically the same thing. Vasu Sukkos Kakasov and then you make Sukkos. So it says Mefurish in the pasuk, what you're doing? You're you're you're, you're making schar from all sorts of things, not just from the Dalad Minim. It's a Zayis. Zayis is not. An olive is not part of the the, the dalamidim. Rebu the Savar Hani Litfanois. The other stuff in the pasuk, he said, go out and bring some olive wood, beautiful, nice olive wood walls. 
The rest of the Pasuk is for Schach. Part of the Pasuk is for walls. He wasn't referring to only Schach. He was telling them, Ezra was saying, go ahead and bring all these Minim, half of them for the Schach, half of them for the walls. Udnan, okay, and we have another, we learned in the Mishnah, you're allowed to use planks of wood for Schach. How big are these planks of wood? Three Tzvachim, four Tzvachim, depends on how we learned. Rav Shmuel, the Rabbi Huda, so the bottom line is, oh, at the end of the day, so you see from here that if I am permitted to use all these other minim for the schach, how am I using, how am I, uh, how, what kind of schach am I using? I'm using the branches of the esrog. I'm using the branches of the lulav. So you see that it can use other stuff. It doesn't have to be dafka, the lulav itself. It could be other parts of the lulav. And that's the raya shmamino. Did Rebuda really say you cannot use anything else for schach? It has to be from the four minim of the lulav. If you use four tefach wide cedar beams, according to everybody's puzzle, according to this mandomer, that was one mandomer. If there's no fort fachim, then we have a machloikis. So, for printing this out. So, I don't know if you recall, but this is a great case where the sukkah was exactly eight amish aleichem. And he starts from one side and he meets the center. Starts from the other side, meets the center. Four, and then he has four, four tefach. Uh, a plank of wood, he puts schach. Four tefach plank of wood, schach. Until he gets to the middle. What happens in the middle, he has four tefach schach from this side, four tefach schach from this side. Total of eight tefach. How many tefach do you need for a sukkah? Seven. So therefore, the center has enough schach, and that's a kosher sukkah. I, all of this is puzzle kind of stuff because it's four tefach. That's what we call doifen akuma. It's a Bent wall. That's why the sukkah is exactly eight amas. Four amas from this side. Four amas from this side. You have double Fine. The bottom line is, what do you see from here? You see that you could use, according to Yehuda, other types of planks of wood. It says cedar wood. Cedar wood is not from the lulav family. It says the Gemara tremendous chap. Mayeres hadas. Cedar wood happens to be from the family of Hadassim. How do I know it? I'm not making this up. This is in the Pasuk. There are ten types of cedars. So the Pasuk lists seven. And one of them is Hadass. So you see in the Pasuk, the Pasuk refers to Hadassim as cedar. So you're telling me that he used a plank of cedar and you want to bring a riot from there that you're allowed to use other type of schach according to Rebuda, not only from the four minim. Not true. The cedar that, that the, it's talking about over there, the Rebuda says is kosher, is referring to hadasim, no raya. Maybe I'll take off my jacket here. I don't like doing it. I haven't done it in three years, but we'll do it. The covered Los Angeles, we're chilled out here. I have to go to a wedding and I'm already all showered and everything. You know what I mean? Okay. Zok the Gemara. 
Remeir Oimer Afilu B'Meshicha. So you're allowed to, you're allowed to put, you're allowed to tie the lulav in the Adasim and Aravas even with a string. Tanya, Omer Remeir Maisa B'Yakir Yushalayim, the wealthy ones, the important people in Yushalayim, Shoy Oigdemus Lulavayim, Begimoyni Yushal Zahav. They went ahead and, I might have the picture here, we had it yesterday. They tied their lulav with gold. What does that look like? Let's see if it's here. So, oh, here it is. They took a strand of gold and they wrapped their lulav around and around. You see it? Okay. So what do you see? That you're allowed to use another min, not just a, a lulav, not just a leaf of a lulav, even gold. Now, here's a beautiful picture. Somebody sent me, I forgot the guy's name. He came over yesterday, he sent it to me today. Uh, this is from the Netherlands, I think, some country, that they wrap their lulav, they do whatever they have to do. But on top, they put a nice decoration. So that's one shot in the Gemara over here. That there was a, a, a typical egget on the bottom with lulav uh, leaf. Like over here, you see the lulav leaf is grabbing the adasim It's right over here. On the top, you put a decoration. On the top, you put gold. That's milamato and milamala. Another pshat is, the way I thought the pshat was and I saw it somewhere else, is that lamato means level one is like over here. Right over here is lulav. And on top of that, they covered it with gold. So you don't see the lulav, but actually the lulav is what's grabbing onto the adasim and aravas, and the gold just covers that. Not top and bottom, but top and bottom. Right there on the same level. Okay. Omar Luhu Rabba Lahanu Megadla Yishano. So Rabba told the people that not grow Yishanas. Rabba explains the word Megadla to grow, just the ones that are in charge. You know, like it's a big pain of Yantif to start making a Kaishik Loch and making all and tying the little this way, that way. You have a bunch of kids, it takes a long time. So you have a guy that's in charge of that. So, Rashi brings other cases that we call the people in charge of something migadle. They're the ones that are growing it. It's just a lushan. Anyway, these guys were in charge of putting together the, the, the lula for the Reish Golos, for the Galadar, you know, the Bay Reish Golos. And he told them, when you put it together, make sure that there's enough to grab on, on the bottom, right over here. You should be able to grab on a hand. Why? So there shouldn't be a chatzitza. In other words, the, what's holding the koshikla, whatever it is, is a chatzitza to the lulav. You want to be able to grab onto the lulav itself with your hand. Since it's there to beautify the lulav, it's a bottle to the lulav and it doesn't create a chatzitza. Now, this idea that something that comes to beautify doesn't create a chatzitza. So if I have something that beautifies me, can I go into the mikvah with it? I have something beautiful on my tefillin. Does it create a chatzitza between the tefillin and my skin? So they say that yes. You don't apply that in all cases. Why? Because when it comes to a lulav, it doesn't say anywhere that you can't have a chatzitza. It just says that it should be a lakichatama, it should be a whole taking. And if there's something between you and the lulav, you didn't take it. Now, if it's part of the lulav, it's to beautify the lulav, then you did take it. 
But we're not taking, by the way, I just got to show you why I took off my jacket here. You think the basement was hot? Check this out. It's 80 degrees in here. It's okay, Shlomo. It's fine. Don't, 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 don't worry about it. It's all good. It's, uh, it's Los Angeles. Huh? But it's not human. Okay, so jack up the heat. I don't care. It's not human. It's not human. Put, put up 85. I, I could take it. It's not human. These Los Angeles guys. Yeah, okay, fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your, your 80 degrees is better than the New York's uh, 65 degrees. Los Angeles is much better than everywhere. Okay. Besides, I just wrong. No, I have no. Say the Gomer. Bomber, <laughs> Did I finish what I was saying? Did I stop in the middle of a sentence? No, I was saying that when it comes to other things, it's chatzitza, by lulav, it's not a problem chatzitza, it's just lakicha tama. Therefore, if it's a beautiful thing, so it's a good lakicha, but it doesn't mean that it takes away from the, the. It doesn't mean that you could just ignore something beautiful when it comes to chatzitza of other things. Omar, Bomber don't hold on to your, to your lulav, let's say with your talus. You're wearing a talus, you grab on. Or, I don't know if this is true, I'm just making this up just as a, to, to be, with gloves. A lot of people I see, guys, even today, because of COVID, these drivers are wearing gloves, whatever. A glove, I'm not saying that's talacha, because a glove might be different, it might be bottle. But don't put something, a baguette between your hand and the lulav. You want to grab onto the lulav with your hands. The bi'inon, lekicha tama, it has to be a complete taking veleka. Once again, Rav argues and says, not true. You could hold on, uh, there could be a towel in between, and it's fine. How do I know that, if I, that, that something else doesn't ruin it? This is not. It says by the Meipara. What's Meipara? You have the water that's mixed with the ashes of the Parah Duma, and you sprinkle that on people that are Tomei Tmei Meis. So it says, Ezoiv Katsar, what do you do? You have, uh, you have these, um, these uh, plants called the azoiv, and you, you bind them together, and you dip it into the water, and you sprinkle it. So what happens is, they're transferring the water from city to city, because every city has dead people, and they have a Kedisha, we have to make them tar. So how do they get the water from one place to another? You put the, you put the water in tubes. Today we have bottles. In those days, they put the water in a tube. And when it gets to the other city, the guy comes, takes the azif, dips it into the tube. Now the tube is deep. And he used up all the water. He wants to get to the bottom of it. So how does he get to the bottom of the tube? He attaches a string to it and drops it in there. Or he takes a spindle that a woman weaves with and he shoves it into the, into the azif. And then he, he extends the azif with a piece of wood called a koish. And then he dips it in and he brings it up. Now he grabs onto the actual flower called the Ezoiv and he sprinkles water on the Tmeimeis. Now why is it? Now first of all, you see from here that you could add something else. That's what Rav wants to say. You could add another Dovaracher, like a towel, like a piece of wood, a string. And it's as if you took it because the Pasuk says, You have to take it with your hand. Over here, the puzzle is saying it's taken with your hand, even though it's a string, even though it's a piece of wood. Just a quick question here. Gishmaki question. Why is it that when it comes to sprinkling the Azov, 
Rashi says, the Gemara says, you have to hold it with your hand. Why do you have to hold it with your hand? Why can't you just use that, uh, that handle? You took the spindle, like you're holding right away. Perfect. Give me that spindle for a second. I need it. Yeah, yeah. Geschmack. Come here. Get over here. What's your name? Ezra. Ezra. Say shalom aleichem to the oilam. Shalom for the spindle. You see this? It's perfect. It's not a chopstick. It's, it's not. Yeah. yeah. This is a, this, the women weed like this. So he took it. Oh, you can go back to easy. Thank Unless you. you need this for your sushi. I have another one. I have another one. Okay, great. I hope you didn't eat with this. Ah, no, it's, oh, it's clean. Yeah, not it. So this, this is a spindle. And he takes it and he puts it right into, imagine, this, thank you, this is an azive. This is an azive, just for a pretend. Sticks it in here. Now he has an extension to his azive. Great. I'm asking you a question. Why can't he just take this in the azive and sprinkle like that? Why all of a sudden does he have to grab onto the azive? I just thought it was funny when I read this Rashi, I started laughing because Rashi says like this. Look at Rashi before it becomes wide. When he sprinkles, he must hold on to the actual flower. Why? Because if he holds on to this, it's going to get all over the place. Why was I laughing? Because in Ramah Bet Shemesh, I made a fake Ezoiv. I took a picture of the Ezoiv and I held on to it and I dunked it in water. And uh, Noam fixes, sprinkle me. So I went like this and I sprinkled him. I thought I sprinkled him, but all the water ended up on Rabbi Schoenberg. Now you have to understand, Rabbi Schoenberg is an elderly guy. He has a big, long, white beard. Hush of a guy. And I just, all the water right on his face, nothing on Noam fix. And that's exactly what Rashi is saying. If you hold on by some flimsy thing like I had, then you're going to hit the wrong person. It happened. It happened live in MDY. Exactly this Rashi. You can't have great aim. Fine. So therefore you got to hold on to it. But you could actually hold on. Halachically, if you stuck this in the Ezev and you went like this, it's fine. The only reason, Rashi says it's practical. It's a practical reason, not a halacha. Says the Gemara. But what's, what's the Gemara's raya? How could you hold on to this spindle? It's not holding on to the Ezoiv. And the Torah says, you have to grab onto the Ezoiv. And then you stick it into the water and you table it. So you see from here that using something else, like a towel, like a talus to hold onto your lulav is good. Just like holding onto the spindle is good. As the Gemara Mimai. Dilma, Shani Osam, Kib the Chabrei, Kigufe Domi. Not true. If you shove this right into the Azov, this becomes part of the Azov. It's the handle of the Azov. That's why it's okay. So, but, but by Lulav, it's just a towel wrapped around the Lulav. It's not, it's not a good, it's not a good, it's not part of it. Again, we're talking about the same thing. We're talking about putting ashes into water. And it says you should take the ashes and put it into the water. What if the ashes fall into the water without you putting them? A wind came, knocked over the kli, and it fell in. Is it okay? Puzzle. Lam Zion of the Bays. Sponsored by the white Tehillim Group. For all those who need Yeshua, Shidduchim Rufus, and Yeshua's. Please join Tehillim.8mindav.com. I say that quick, you know that it's almost the end of the month. It's time to switch sponsors now. Ho, he pilohu kosher. What if? The guy holds on to the jar of ashes of the paraduma worth millions of dollars, 
and he spills it over into the water. Is that okay? Yes. How do I know? Because it says that if it fell by itself, then it's possible. Mashma, that if I pour it in, it's kosher. What's the problem? The problem is you didn't pour it in. You were holding onto a kli and you poured it in, right? You would have to take halachagli l'chayra v'lakach. He should stick his hands into the kli, grab ashes with his hand and go like this, put it into the water. By holding onto the kli, there's something between his hand and the ashes. Namely, a kli. That's not good enough, l'chayra. So you see from here, it is good enough. That's his raya, his perfect raya. Amai. V'lakchu v'nosan arachmono. Elav shma minah. From here you see, l'kicha yedidav ha'acher. Shma l'kicha. Rabbi Isai, I have a good story soon about the Kamiansky brothers from Los Angeles. You guys know the Kamianskis? You all know the Kamianskis. Everybody knows. Who do you know? Hillel. You know Avi. You know Eli. Okay. Nobody knows Hillel, right? No, yes, there. Oh, you know Hillel. Good. What's your name? You're the Kaplan, knows Hillel. He knows the, all of them. He lived right next door to them, right? You lived right next to them. Shoot. You shouldn't take this, literally, shove this into. It's not a good idea to. Is this out of order? Oh, yeah, okay. Mom's out of order. Here, here's the picture. You don't take the lulav and put it into the adasim daravas. We do, you know why? Because we have a kajikul that protects it. But if you don't have a protection, Lubavitch doesn't do kajikuk, right? Like this. So it's not a good idea to take the lulav and put it in. Why? Because you're going to rip off leaves. And the leaves are going to be stuck there and they're going to be stuck between your lulav and the rest of the leaves. Now once the leaf is detached from the hadas and arava, it's, no, it's not part of it anymore. It creates a chatzitza. Sorry. The dilmonatri tarfi. The leaves are going to fall off. It's not true. A leaf cannot create a chatzitza to another leaf. Okay? This is very interesting. What happens if your lulav is too long? And you snip the lulav. Let's say you snip the lulav right by this guy's thumb. You know what's going to happen? Lulav leaves are very long. So from his thumb up will remain on the lulav. And you have very long leaves extending upwards. And they're detached from the lulav. Right? That's how a lulav works. Every few centimeters is another leaf. If you cut over here, everything above the cut remains on the lulav. And that's a concern. Why? The same exact concern. Now you have a chatzitza. You have a bunch of leaves there that don't belong according to the Tanakama. They're already detached from the lulav and they create a chatzitza. Once again, remind me of a, of a story, I don't know how true it is. Uh, Rabbi Yonison Eichitz was very close to the king, and the king gave him a walking stick as a gift, made out of pure silver. And on the walking stick, there was a nice cross. So Rabbi Yonison Eichitz couldn't use it, so he chopped off that part. Now, one day he was visiting the king, the king says, let me see your walking stick. What happened? He said, no, no, no. my walking stick was too long. I had, to take, I had to take, that's the story, I don't know if it's true. I had to take off a few inches. So the king says, so, so why don't you take off from the bottom? He says, no, 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 it wasn't, it wasn't too long in the bottom, it was too long in the top. Okay, as I get the story, like, like the king was a fool. But it, it, the reason why I remind, because over here it really works. Because on a lulav, you can't take off from the top. 
it's too long on the bottom, it's not too long on the top. You can't take off. Obviously, if you take off from the top, you're going to mess up the what? The tzoyimus. All right. Anything that's a mitzvah, we discussed this yesterday, you're not allowed to benefit from a mitzvah, right? Even decorations in the sukkah. Esrog, you can't eat on yantif. Hadas, which is made for smelling, you can't smell on yantif. Why? Because you designated for a mitzvah. So it's huktzah l'mitzvahsah. Hadash mitzvah also l'arich boy. Esrik shul mitzvah, mutu l'arich boy. You'll have to smell of esrik. My time, what's the difference between hadas and esrik? Hadas l'arich akai. Hadas that's designated, it's created. People use it for psalmim every week. So, ki aksei, when he designated and says, I'm, I'm, I'm not dealing with this anymore, I'm putting it on the side for a mitzvah, merech aksei. He put it aside and he said, I'm not going to smell it anymore. I'm using it for mitzvah only. But on the other hand, it's meant for eating. When he designated for a mitzvah, he only designated it that he's not going to eat it, but he, had, he didn't have in mind he's not going to smell it. So, nevertheless, the Shulchan Aruch Paskins that since you're ready, even though it's not really designated for smelling, you shouldn't smell. That's what he says. Even though it's not meant for smelling at all, but he says you shouldn't, you shouldn't go other, I think others argue, but the Shukran says you shouldn't smell your ass. You shouldn't go like this. Try not to smell it. Remember yesterday we said, we don't know how to make a tnai anymore, that I'm, I'm being maxed for this, not for that. So don't do anything with it. Now we're, we're switching gears for a second. We're going to Hilcha Shabbos. On Shabbos, you want to walk over to Hadas tree and smell the Hadasim. Are you permitted to or not? You're allowed. It's mechuber. It's attached to the ground. And there's a problem that you might snip it off on Shabbos. But you're allowed to smell it. But now it's the opposite. Before we were saying that you're not allowed to smell a Hadas on Sukkot. But you're allowed to smell a esrog on Sukkot. Over the opposite. On Shabbos, you're allowed to smell a hadas on Shabbos. But you're not allowed to smell the esrog on Shabbos. My time, hadas the l'riach koi ishores le Very interesting. Since chachamim are not concerned that you might mess up and come to snip the hadas off. Why? Because you're allowed to do whatever you need to do. What do you want to do? You want to smell? We let you smell it on Shabbos. Why would you snip it off on Shabbos? To smell more? You already smelled it. But a uh, esrig that's meant for eating, if I let you smell it, you might come and grab it off the tree and eat it. Bite into it. That's the problem. By the way, Reb Chaim Weissman from Lakewood, he wrote some svarim, very nice svarim, large svarim, big time chacham, he sends me a lot of the retire. So he reminded me in Lakewood, he came to this year, and he said, you know, you can't go through the whole Masech Sukkah without saying over the story of the Vilna Gaon. So I got to say the story over the Vilna Gaon. He's right, 100% a famous story. But it's a good, it's a good, uh, it's a good, it's a good Indian. It's a good, it's a good thing to think about. The Vilna Gaon one year didn't have an esrig. And somebody told him that there's an esrig. But I'll give you the esrig on condition that you give me the mitzvah. You, whatever schar that you got from that esrig, I want it. And the Vilna said, no problem. Deal. He took the esrig, and it says that 
that year he had more simcha than he, than he ever had doing the mitzvah's esrig. And the reason is because he said he always wanted to be mekayim a mitzvah without getting any sechar for it. Zero. Just because Hashem said. Not because, oh, in Olam Haba I'm going to get three days of Ganeidin, whatever it is. I'm going to get a million dollars in Ganeidin. I'm doing a mitzvah for zero sechar. Over here I get zero. I gave over my mitzvah. Some want to prove from the story that you're ac- actually able to give over mitzvahs and sechar to other people. A whole raid. But the bottom line is, the point of the story is that it's good and it's even better to do a mitzvah when you get zero Benefit loss of love, but the benefit is you're doing Ratzon Hashem. There's no greater benefit than that. These are all common knowledge things. We hold the Lulav in the right hand, but why? The Esrig in the left. My time says the Gemara, Hani Lossa Mitzvah, because it's three against one. You're holding Lulav, Adas, Arova. So therefore, you're doing the right hand. The high Chada Mitzvah, and this is only one. Let me ask you a question. What do you guys think? Let's hear. I want to hear from the Oilam. What if I switch it up? I put the Esring in my right hand, and I put the Lulav and the Adasim and the Aravis in my, my left, and I make a Bracha. Yaitza or not Yaitza? According to what we just said. What? Yaitza. You said Yaitza. Okay, what, what do you say? You're just imitating him. Say something original. No, here. No, come on. The Gemara says, why did I put it in my right hand? Because it's more mitzvahs. Three. And over here, the esrog is one left. Okay, I switched it up. I made a mistake. Left, right, right. Yaitza? You say Yaitza. Who else? Anybody say not Yaitza? It's not a suffolk. I'm telling you how to do it. You did it the wrong way. Shalom Yisrael. Yaitza or not Yaitza? Believe it or not, Rabbeinu Hananel says you're not Yaitza. But other Rishayim, don't worry. The other Rishayim agree with you guys. You're Yaitza. It kind of makes sense like that, but I was surprised to see that Rabbi Nechananel says, not Yaitz. You ever think about this? What would you say is the most chashav out of the four minim? Which one? Esrig, right? Why? It costs the most. That's what I was thinking also. But in the time of the Gemara that it costs the least, let's say. I'm just, uh, maybe not. But let's say it costs second to most, because everybody had Esrig between the backyard. Why is the most... It's the first one in the Pasuk, pre eight Sadr. First one in the Pasuk. So perhaps it's the most Chashim. I don't know. Maybe because it's like the heart. Fine. Yeah, it has more value maybe. Because uh, you could use it after. So, fine. What, what are you going to do with a little uh, piece of lulu? So the question is, then why do we make the bracha only on a lulu? Al Natilas lulu. There's no mention of Esrik, no mention of Adasa, no mention of Arab. Why? Here it is. Here's the Gemara. Maybe we never knew about this. So here it is. Says the Gemara. My Since it's the tallest one, it has the most chashivas. Ask the Gemara, what do you mean tallest one? So just lift up the Esrik above. The Esrik doesn't have to be attached to the Lulav and the Adas and the Aravis. They're stuck in one place. But that's where I can go like this. And then you make a bro. So the Gemara, no, you didn't understand. It's a taller tree or it's a taller pre, whatever you want to call it, but the bottom line is it's taller physically, and therefore, oh, I lost it again. Hold on. Today we're going to look for it. The uh, turning of the daf thing. Not the turning, the... Let's see. Oh, yes, I found the Baruch Hashem. So, the official Mishnah is sponsored by official. 
and because yesterday I missed it. Okay. Rabbi Sai, I didn't have a Mishnah Brewer in the hotel room when I was preparing the daf, and I didn't have any farm there. I probably could have found it if I wanted to search online, but I was lazy. I didn't have that much time. So I, I just want to bow what the way I do Nanunim, now it could be this other sheetas and stuff, that's why I'm saying I didn't, the way I remember that came out la'alacha for me, now it could be different people, that's what I'm saying, you look it up yourself. The reason why I'm saying this is because I never understood, we dive in Shemun let's say 1,200 times a year, right? How many times do you dive in Shemun Three times a day, 365, we have Shabbos, Yantav, 1,200 times a year, let's call it. Yet 90% of the people, uh, not 90, okay, 20% of the people when they do Isis Shalom, they either take two steps back or six steps back. They have no idea what they're doing. And they go, mm. Why? If we're doing it 1,200 times, why don't we do it like a mensch? Why don't we just figure out what to do? It's so easy. To the left, to the right, to the middle. No. You got to go like this. Like you're doing it, they're doing it as they're stepping back. What's the big deal? So the same thing with Nanuim. A lot of times I see guys, they take the little, they, they don't know what to do. So the way it came out for me, and again, I might be completely wrong. So look it up yourself. The way it looked, I don't know Nusach Sfar, I just don't know Nusach but we won't even talk about the way we do it. The, the Ashkenaz, they do, they go, they start, they, they do Nanuim to the front, and then they just go in a circle. Right, back, and then to the left, up and down. Sfar does it differently. I wanted actually to see what the difference, why Nusach Sfar does it different than Ashkenaz. I'm assuming, I have no idea, that Sfar is a pikabala and Ashkenaz is like the simple way, something like that. Maybe it's like Rizal said to do this, I don't know. Right? That's how it usually is, and whatever. Shukhanor probably says this way, Ramos says that way. I don't know. Fine. The reason, I don't know the reason why. Like, we'll see in a second why we do not know. Just, I'm just pointing one thing out. The way it came out for me, again, just for me, is that the Nanuim is, it's a back, there's a front and then back. Front and back. Front and back. But every time you go front, you're supposed to give it a shake. Back, shake. So a lot of people just go over here and I don't know what they're doing. Like and then it's front, shake. Back, shake. Three times. Front, shake. It's a front and back movement. But when you go to the front, you're there, you give it a shake. To the back, shake. And you go, if you're Ashkenaz, you go, what does fire do? I don't even know. What's the next step? No. Oh, right and then to the left? They don't go in a circle. We go in a circle. Complete. Huh? So turn the body to something else. That's fine. You can turn the whole body. Oh, that's confusing. Front. Are you serious? You gotta be a genius to do it like that. You know what? Maybe for the Ashkenaz, they just did it for a bunch of shaitan. They said, you know what? Just go in a circle, up and down. Well, right, left, front, up, down, back. Wow, it's really out of order. Okay, fine. Wow, that's why Hasidim are smarter than Ashkenazim. They're like, woo. They don't get confused with that. But, but maybe that's why they're not so makbid on the shocking the head. Anyways, look around and show. I might be completely wrong. Maybe everybody's yoitz is just one chuckle, but I remember it had to be front back, but every time you do a thing, there's a chuckle there. You don't have to go crazy the whole time. You know, fine. 
Just point, throwing it out there. Where exactly do we do Nanum, says the Mishnah? Now, if you're an Amaretz like me, so you probably think like Halal, uh, going 48 years straight in Halal, thinking that there's Hashem then there's another paragraph called Menametzar. Then there's another thing. The Chazik, oh, no, Hashem, Hashem, no. That's another paragraph. And then you have a fourth paragraph called afterwards. Hashem So boy, say, I'm here to tell you a secret. In case you don't know it, I'm sorry. Everybody probably knows still about Pe besides me. There's one paragraph, Kapitel Kufiut Ches. The first pasuk is Hoydul Hashem Kitay and the last pasuk is Hoydul Hashem Kitay Kilom Chazdoi. And everything in between is the entire halal. All in those pesukim. It's one long thing. We just break it up into four paragraphs. So the Mishnah says that you, you do not know him by like we do times four. I think everybody does times four, maybe times two, whatever you guys do. And then that's what we do also. So means. In the beginning of which is the beginning, so like in the middle by us of, of Halal, all the way, you know, the right before the final, final bracha that we say in Halal, that's the Trila and the Saif. Plus, we say, by Ana Hashem Ushiana, Ana. Well, if you see this, you have to like, uh, down. By us, it just goes, hmm. okay, fine. It's Kedai to be Ashkenazi for a little bit, or Litvish. Uh, you also shake the luluv by By the way, uh, a very sweet guy came over to me yesterday and he asked me uh, a shayla about moving to Eretz Last night after this year, moving to Eretz I think I shocked him. I told him he has to be careful. But over here, there's a very interesting. Uh, hint to this whole idea. Not that it, it, it's going to change his mind one way or another, and I'm not trying to. Maybe Fakert. It's the opposite of what I told him yesterday. The, I think, I, I don't remember who said it, the Kotzkareb or somebody, that the Na'anuim, to move, to move from one place to another place, is only when it's Ana Hashem Help me. I need help. I'm in such desperate need, then you move to another place. But if it's Ana Hashem if it's just to be matzliach a little bit more in Parnassah, let's say my Parnassah is a little shvach, I want a little bit more, you don't move. You don't do na'anuim. You don't move to another place. You don't uproot your mishpacha, go somewhere else for hatzlacha. You uproot your mishpacha when it's hashiyana, help me out. Let's say for refuah, there's a better hospital, or my whole thing, my whole life is crumbling, so I pick myself up and move to Israel kind of thing. I'm just, it was a hint. As a, it was interesting that, that, that it came up here. Omer Abakib. Okay, listen. Yeah, there's different things. You can say, you can say, by the way, the, one of my very good friends in Israel that's probably watching this year right now, he had a major issue with his daughter. She had epilepsy. I don't, maybe I shouldn't say it. But anyway, nobody knows what I'm talking about. A crazy epilepsy. Like, all the doctors, nothing helped, nothing helped. He moved houses, it stopped completely. I know he hates when people, we talk about it because of the Ainhara. But mamish poo poo poo, mishana mokam mishana mazi. You say mishana mokam mishana mazi. That's like incredible. Maybe there's like a problem in the house. Maybe there's like radiation or something. I don't know what. But it mamish changed. Anyway, 
Zok the Mishnah, Omer Rebbe Kiva. Tsoifa Yisi Bereb Gamliel Rebbe Shua. I looked at the Rabbeim, Rebbe Gamliel Rebbe Shua. Shekola Om Hayim Ananimus Lulubeim. So he's coming to say, listen, just because the whole Tzibur does something, and then people say, oh, it's a minug, a minug. Somebody told me from a Chashav Rav, because in Eretz Yisrael, in, in our shul, I always say Kaddish when, when uh, there's no oval or anything. I say Kaddish after davening. One time. Just one Kaddish. After Elena, one Kaddish. And people, why do you say Kaddish? I said, because Kaddish is really a tefillah that's instituted that you should say. Just we give it to the person that doesn't have a parent as a schus for that person's parents and shama. It's not a tefillah for the dead. It's a tefillah for us to daven. Just like we say, Baruch Shama and Ishtabach, we have to say Kaddish. Who says it? That's a person that lost a parent. But you have to say it. So I say it. Nobody else is saying it. I say it if there's no other oval. Not because uh, Rosh Shiva or Giva Shir. Just it's Ta'alacha. So somebody told me from a Chashav Rav in the neighborhood. He said, Eli is wrong. The Minag HaMakam in Eretz Yisrael is not to say Kaddish after, after uh, davening. So I told him, listen, I, I respect that person a lot. He's more Chashav Rav than I am. And, uh, but I don't understand. Just because the Minag is, people make a false Minag doesn't make it a Minag. If it's minig, not based on Allah, what do you mean minig? But anyway, Rabbi Kiva over here is saying, just because everybody's shaking their lulav by ona Hashem atzlichana, that doesn't make it, that doesn't change the halacha. The halacha is like Basilil, not like Beishamah. You do not shake a lulav by ona Hashem atzlichana, only by ona Hashem hoishiyana. Just today, the guy told me that, that, uh, that uh, this halacha, that, uh, that it's a minig amokim. Shekol ha'amayim v'na'am z'lovei, v'hein l'anil ba'ona Hashem, ho'ishiyono, rivgam liyel. And Rav Yeshua, they only shook it by ona Hashem ho'ishiyono. Meaning, not just by ona Hashem ho'ishiyono. Whatever else the Mishnah said, the Mishnah said, that you shake it by, by, ho'idol Hashem kitav kilom chazdoi. Beginning in that. As the Gemara, who man the karashmei, who? mentioned anything about shaking a lulav that you're telling me where to shake it. First, I have to explain that there's something called shaking a lulav. And then I'm going to tell you where to shake it. You don't just come in and say, oh, you have to shake the lulav. Says the Gemara. Hosam kai. It's going on what everybody remembers. It says in Mishnah that you need to have three tzvachim of a lulav to represent, to beat, to correspond to the three tzvachim of a, of a das and arava. In addition to that, you need one extra tefach to shake that the lulav should shake. So over there it says that you shake it. Where? In the, we're in davening. Here, the Mishnah tells us. Now, by the way, there's a big a discussion here. When do we shake the lulav first? Where, where do you guys shake the lulav in the morning? In shul or at home? Sukkah. Who said sukkah? Okay. So it seems like that's what the most common thing is, that the, according to the Arizal, you should shake the lulav, even though the main part of shaking the lulav, as the Mishnah says, is during halal. But it's better to make the bracha, l'chatchilo, you should do it in the sukkah. That's what, there's a little bit of an argument there, but that's, that's what comes out, l'chayra, that you should do it unless you're davening in a sukkah. If you're davening in a sukkah, it might be a little different, just wait for halal. But if you're not, then take the lulav. First things, Rizim Magdimim, the Shulchan says, Rizim Magdimim, you should shake the lulav, even as early as the Netzachama, as early as you can, go ahead, do the beautiful mitzvah of Natilas Lulav in the Sukkah. Says the Gemara, Fine. It's not awesome. We learned over there. 
The two breads that you bring on Shavuos together with the two sheep. You take the two breads and put it on top of the two sheep. And you put your hands underneath it. And you lift it up. You bring it back and forth. So that's the idea of Na'anuim. We learn shaking of the lulav from shaking of the sheep. Now, I mentioned this, but I have to mention again. When we were learning about Tnufa of the carbon, Avi Kamiansky, who was in the Shir, we are talking about three years ago, in Ramat B'Shemesh, they're very big into riding bikes in the mountains. They have mountain bikes, and they love it, and they see wildlife over there. It's great. So Avi Kamiansky was going in the mountains, and all of a sudden, he came across a shepherd with sheep. He got off his bike, and he gave the shepherd whatever, 100 shekel, and he says, listen, I need to lift up your sheep. I need to do tnufa. So he sat there, and he has pictures and videos of it. He lifted this thing up. It was heavy. He was going to faint. He lifted the thing up, and he did on a, you know, like top, bottom, nusach svarad he did, because he's nusach svarad. It was great. So, because uh, we're hands-on shear, and he learned that you got to do hands-on. He took a video, and he showed it to the whole shear. Everything is good. But the reason, the story I want to tell you, I've never told the story to him or to any of the coming or to anybody for that matter. Maybe one other person, maybe Noam Fix knows about the story and I want to share this with you. I thought it was a very, very nice lesson in Hashgacha Pratis and how sometimes the world works. We were making a siyum on Masechtas Chulan, that Masechta that did Tnufa. And in those days, I used to pay for the siyum. One time the Kamiyansi actually paid. Whatever, we had help, good, fine. But we used to make, throw beautiful parties. It was a small sheer, you know, 30, 40 guys, local guys. We weren't big on the internet yet. And uh, it was in my house. We got a great caterer. It was expensive meal, very expensive. The top caterer, throwing an all-out party. And Avi Kamiansky asked me if his brother, Ellie, and his wife could come. Now, this was a seum for women also. We wanted to give our cars to the women. The women are, are huge in the sheer. They, they push their husbands to learn everything. And... It was great. So I was thinking to myself, oh, I'm starting to count the money. It's a 200 plus shekel per person and two people. What? First of all, he doesn't even come to the share, this Ellie guy. No, no, he's going to start coming. And his wife, like, him, great, but why his wife? So, yeah, sure, sure, come. It's like, it was the event, but yeah, why not? Come. So he shows up, this Ellie guy shows up. I never met him. I don't really know him. He shows up, maybe he's in the share one day. But he had a geschmack meal and his wine and the this. It was great. Everything was great. And I thought to myself that I did him a big favor. You know, I let him come to the shear, to, to the seum. He had a great party and uh, blah, blah, blah. And he started coming to the shear because of the seum. Not because, but he started coming every day to the shear. He just moved to, to, to Israel. And what happened was, this is what I'm telling you. I thought I was doing Eli a favor. And uh, I hope Avi and Eli are not watching right now. But at the end of the day, what happened was Ellie did me a favor for coming. Why? Because Ellie was there and he saw me recording on YouTube. And uh, I, well, I was recording, whatever, a few people. I said, you know, maybe one day my kids would want to watch it. Well, let me just record. And he comes over to me during show. He says, you know, there's something called live YouTube. Why don't you go live? Like live? What is live? Like I didn't really know much about this stuff. Said, let me show you. And he hooks me up. He starts going, da da da. Now you're live. Live. How many people? Nobody. Nobody's watching. We're live. 
And, you know, and the rest is history, really, because then, you know, Dave Agal from Malibu, he found me in Costa Rica. He was doing a search in Costa Rica. And then this guy from Borough Park. And this guy and that. And then uh, Leibowitz. Avrumi Leibowitz from Borough Park started watching. And all these guys started. And, and he is the one that introduced me to the live thing. And it came a point where then YouTube shut down live. They said, no, you have to have a thousand followers. If you don't have a thousand followers, you can't have live. And we were really close to having a thousand followers then. We just had to get another few hundred and we went out and we hustled and we got the, it was after that guy went around killing everybody when he was wearing a, a GoPro. Remember the guy in Australia killed a bunch of uh, Muslims and they said, no more live. You have to have a thousand. Fine. So then we became the only shear that had a thousand followers and we were still live and it was, it was very, it was a big bracha. All because he asked if he could come to the Siyum. And I said, sure, come, you or your wife. At the end of the day, Akash Baruch has a way of, of doing it. If I would have been a stingy guy, I said, listen, nah, it's not, you know, it's a, it's a lot of money. It's a couple hundred bucks that you should come to. I don't even know you. Why? Come. And look what happened. He came. And it's a tremendous, no, it's not a nice maisa. It's a beautiful zach. All right. Anyway, I never said over the story because I thought, but it's three years later. So there's no bush anymore. Fine. We're almost done, Rabbi Isai. And because I'm only saying the story because I'm here in Los Angeles, that's his roots are from Los Angeles. And now he watches this year, Hill watches this year, Avi watches this year, and their father watches this year. And Avi's father-in-law, Dr. Epstein, watches this year. Kids are, it's the whole mishpacha. Says the Gemara. You hear? You have to go frontwards and backwards. To every direction, front, back. Then you go up and down. Why do we do these nanuim? What's the nanuim? To, to show, to commemorate Akash Baruch Hu. Who's in charge of the four, the four sides of the world? Akash Baruch Hu. It's for Akash Baruch Hu. But in Eretz Yisrael, they said it differently. No. Sukkot is about rain. And I'm going in all directions to stop the bad winds. In order to stop the bad dews, do I guess they're big into the do, saying talumatar do, you have bad, you have good. We gotta stop the bad do. Raboisai, have a wonderful day. Mishkoyach for having me. Raboisai. Mishkoyach, Mishkoyach. Yeah, every day, every day, my friend. All right. We're trying to come back to Israel. Yosef, you're back in Israel? What'd you say? I was watching the show last night. I know, I said so. You heard me? You heard me saying that you're watching this year? Did you see how my brother interrupted this year and chopped it down? I Raboisa, stop, 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 stop. Ellie Trapper's online. Ellie Trapper's on Zoom. Raboisa. Big Shalom Aleichem. You know, Ellie, did you see my son, Lozzi, in Camp Romamu? Yes. Did he say hello to you? Yes. Did he snob you out a little bit? No, no. He's a good boy. Very good boy. Very good boy. I know. Lozzi's the best. 